You're listening to the Philly Maker Fair podcast. My name is Laura Cheneau. And I am Valerie Chiquendo. And I'm Jeremy DePrisco. We're here celebrating the creators, builders, inventors, and artists that bring their visions to life at the Philly Maker Fair. This week, we're talking with Matt Bone, founder of Hygiene Monkey. Hygiene Monkey is an interactive hand-washing game that teaches kids of all ages healthy habits. Welcome, Matt. Hi, it's nice to meet everybody. Laura, I have seen you a couple times. You've been so great to me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, um, I am the founder of Hygiene Monkey. I guess I'm going right into introducing myself, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm the founder of uh, Hygiene Monkey. Um, it is an interactive hand-washing video game. The uh, experience only lasts about 30 seconds, um, you know, just to kind of get you um, engaged while you're washing your hands. Um, and we're directing it towards uh, kids right now. It just seems like the uh, best way to get everyone's attention, you know, because, you know, kids are the ones that have the shortest, you know, attention span and, uh, you know, the adults can be on board because we're helping out their kids. Um, so it just seemed the best way to go for now. Um, but it can be applied to everyone um, because I can't tell you how many times I have visited the restroom and I have heard a flush behind me and I, you know, I've had seen them walk right out the doorway. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody's experienced that Depressing. at least once in their life. <laughs> yeah. Great. Especially if they have kids with them. I saw a mom and two kids. I was like, no, it's a pandemic. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, the, you know, you, I guess you take a, it a little bit for granted because, I mean, you're touching everything with your hands. I mean, keyboards, shaking people's hands when you first meet them. Um, it's just a lot of little things that, especially when you meet somebody for the first time and you feel a connection, you might want to shake their hands, you know, and you do that involuntarily. And, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if everyone's hands were clean. <laughs> it's amazing how you, you created this even before we were all thinking about washing hands, before the pandemic <laughs> came about. And uh, so I just wonder how your, you know, how did you get into coding and creating? When did it happen? Yeah, good question. Um so when I was studying in the university, um, the SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, actually down in Georgia. So I'm not a native Philadelphian, but I've been here for two years. Do I have my Philly card yet? Um, I hope so. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, I was uh, at SCAD and, uh, you know, it's uh, leading, I would say it's one of the leading schools in art and design because I actually, you know, Okay. Okay. This sounds pretty stupid now that I say it, but, uh, you know, I had to use the restroom while I was there and, uh, you know, one of the bathrooms, one of the bathrooms was, uh, you know, very high tech because I had never actually seen it before, but I mean, they had this like 80 inch TV behind their mirror. Um, so when, you know, you wash your hands, you get to see this kind of slideshow of art, um, that either students made or, maybe just some info on the school. Um, I can't remember. It was 
it was boring enough that I've forgotten by now. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's, I guess, you know, those old-time screensavers, you know, it just kind of sits there every 10 seconds. It goes to the next screen. Um, yeah, so my senior um, – yeah, I think it might have been my senior year. Um, I had an interactive project that I had to make, and I had full creativity over it um, so to decide whatever I wanted. And I guess one time after leaving the restroom, I was like, well, you know, what if I could uh, interact with this screen in some way? Um, again, this is pre-COVID, so I wasn't really thinking uh, too in-depth about, you know, the health aspects of it. I was just an interactive designer trying to come up with something that to interact with that no one has interacted with before. Um, uh, so there I was, and I was thinking, my first thought was, you know, this princess into a lava pit, something like Mario or something, <laughs> where, where you know, you wash your hands and she won't get, uh, you know, my creative mind back then was just video games and, and, and Mario, I guess. Um, so you'd wash your hands and the princess wouldn't get dipped into lava. Oh God, what a horrible scene that would have been for kids. Right. Um, (laughs) I guess what I have now isn't much better, right? It's a monkey and a chainsaw. So I guess that's not, not too great either. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, I was just there. It was timing. And I think with, you know, all creative things, um, you know, there's a little, there's a lot of creativity, but then there's problem solving aspects to it too. Um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, with the COVID now it's, it's more about, it's way more about entertaining the kids that, that really just sit there and maybe do a quick rinse and leave. And, you know, as far as what we have now, how do you, how do we entertain kids right now? Do the parents just sit there and scold them, um, in their homes, um, do they actually read those posters that are put on the walls? Do I mean, do they even know how to read yet? <laughs> um, so it's it, it's just, you know, trying to come up with something that entertains them just long enough to get that 30 seconds in. And, uh, you know, I, I think we nailed it. <laughs> I agree. I think you nailed it. How, is thing, how have things changed for you since 2019 and for, you know, promoting Hygiene Monkey? Yeah, so pre-COVID, um, we always thought it was a great idea, uh, and you know, working on it was so much fun. Again, it was something that we had created; no one had ever created something like this. Um, and you know, we actually filed a patent and all those things. Um, a little sad story was actually our professor. I guess I don't want to go too much into this, but our professor that was helping us passed away almost right as, you know, he was telling us to, you know, make a company, all these things. And he passes away. Oh, very sad story there. Um, You know, so, but, but, you know, he did it just in time where we had a patent and a company and, you know, we were very thankful for him. Um, But then we, you know, put it on hold because it it wasn't something that was really demanding at the time. Um, So then, you know, Philly maker comes around. Um, I've moved up here to Philly um, I've been to a Philly maker down in Atlanta. Um, and so as soon as COVID hit, it was just like a no brainer. I mean, I made a hand washing product and the COVID the number one method in disease prevention is hand washing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I go to, um, the Philly maker fair first, cause I'm actually just trying to meet a bunch of people here in Philly. I go to all the meet and greets. I think next fab was one of the ones that I went to. 
um, at their graduation ceremony was one that I went to too, which was a bit closer to me. Um, and I was just meeting everybody and, oh my gosh, it's actually coming so clear to my head. You were there, Laura, you were there, you were behind a booth, you had the Millie Philly Maker Fair behind you. And I was like, oh my God, I had so much fun in that, in that uh, event down in Atlanta. I'm going to go meet this lady. So I, I, you know, I approach you and I think you just give me your card and you, you know, you, it was so easy. I, um, I don't. I don't know if I'm supposed to be promoting you so hard, but um, it was very easy <laughs> to, you know, just walk up to Laura and be like, "What's up?" Um, you know, she's very friendly, and uh, and uh, you know, she gave me her card. She told me how easy it is to apply, um, and yeah, that's what I did. I, I mean, so easily, uh, I was part of the Maker Fair um, experience so quickly. Oh, next uh, fab, right at the next fab uh, graduation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after I meet Laura, you know, we, we we set up a little booth there. Gosh, do you remember it? It was like a, it was like a bowl. I had a bowl, a sensor <laughs> attached to a ten dollar plastic, uh, like a display uh, faucet that didn't uh, it didn't work or anything. Um, it was ordered pretend. A ten- yeah, it was all pretend. <laughs> And, uh, you know, those kids were having a blast. I, I remember, I remember, I mean, I've done it before, so I, I guess it wasn't too shocking for me this time around, but it is just fun to see these kids that are doing something they've never done before. And then, you know, it's supposed to be a 30 second experience, but they're like, can I do it again? You know, can, can they wash their hands again? And there's no water, <laughs> there's no water, there's no soap. And they've got this little, you know, six year old girl that's just like having the time of her life, uh, you know, because she sees this monkey going up and when she pulls her hands down or, or out of the sink, the monkey falls down. She immediately feels that reaction from, you know, her already six years of experience on a little phone, you know, all these kids <laughs> have so much knowledge with how, you know, cause, cause phones, the way you interact with them, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a little unnatural sometimes, you know, you like, just look at a mouse, for, for example, when you're at your computer, you, I mean, you're touching something that's nowhere near the screen and yet it's moving something on there. And sometimes people don't get that. And that's something that you usually see with your gran- grandparents, right? You know, when <laughs> grandma and grandpa call and their face is too close to the uh, camera. <laughs> so all you see is their forehead. Um, and so you laugh at that and then you tell them to back up and then they go too far. They just don't understand that sort of thing. But, but kids now, man, they're like brilliant with these things. Um, so, you know, those kids, they immediately understand that, you, you know, when you put your hands into the sink, the monkey climbs, when you pull it out, the monkey falls. And, you know, they're also willing to save the monkey at the same time. So they sit there and they're like, you know, burning rubber with their hands. Oh, sorry. I think I had my mic there. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's just so nice to see. I don't think I would have continued without that motivation from them. Um, uh, because, it, you know, just just seeing that energy, it's like, I think I'm doing something right here. Um, even though even though there's still so much work to do. Um, uh, I guess I'll go back to, you know, how, how it started. So so you know, you're sitting, I'm sitting there with a bowl. And now it's so much has changed because I'm actually speaking with, you know, John T. Craft, which is a manufacturer of sinks, uh, specifically children's portable sinks. Um, because one of our Brilliant. huge, um, one of our huge hurdles is the word. One of our huge hurdles 
was that, uh, you know, we're asking people to change their entire bathroom. We're asking to tear the wall down and put a TV behind the mirror. Um, and it just seemed a bit excessive. Uh, and we wanted to find a way to not have to do all that construction. Um, so we actually spoke with someone recently, uh, you know, it's the John T. Craft guys um, who, again, specifically make portable sinks. And everything is external now. Now you just wheel up a portable sink um, uh, into, you know, any, they, you sh- they specifically go in schools. So that's kind of where we're going with um, daycares and private schools, um, that sort of thing, uh, you know, where there's a lot of kids um, <laughs> and, you know, we wheel it in there and there it's just non-intrusive in any way. Um, so we think that's a big step. Um, but to do that, you know, we've still got a long way to go as far as, uh, you know, making sure it's secure for everybody. We don't want anyone to think we're stealing hand-washing data from kids. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the lawyer stuff. It's right, like somebody right. might. <laughs> yeah. We're not so. recording your children. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so from what I understand, you're going from this large, you know, almost like video game console type of machine, right, with the screen and the sink, to something that's just more either a portable system. So now you've got three options, the big installed one, like you envision in a preschool with lots of kids having a bunch of them, this portable version, which is super cool sounding because it can get moved around where needed. And then also like an integrated sort of sink version where somebody would only have to swap out like their sink or their faucet. Am I understanding that right? Um, I think that's the next step. I think that's... Yeah, the natural next step. That way they don't have to put a screen on. And if you've ever replaced your faucet, it isn't anything crazy. Again, with most things, uh, after your first time, it becomes way much easier. It's the mystery that's scary, right? You're like, oh, changing the faucet. I don't know the first thing about it. Well, you know, after you do it once, you realize there's no more mystery to it. And it's so much easier and simpler than it seems. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a natural next step. But uh, but uh, for now, I think we're we are sticking with two. It's the portable or the uh, intrusive one. Um, and when I say we're sticking to it, it's very loose. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a team of I'm not a team of a hundred people. You know, um, these this project is very personal to me. Um, I'm just taking it one step at a time. Um, Again, there's so many moving parts that I didn't see, foresee uh, that I can't really do on my own. Um, so, you know, op- options are open. Can you walk us through your making process for those two products? It sounds like uh, it might be a combination of software, hardware for at least the, the screen. How, how does it, what does it look like? And what's that process that you go through to make them? Yeah, so... Um, it's not, again, not as complicated as it seems. Um, we've got a Raspberry Pi. I'm sure a lot of makers have heard of what a Raspberry Pi is. You know, it's that little microcomputer that, um, that, uh, you know, I, I guess a lot of people use them for old game machines. Like if you want to play an old Nintendo game or something like that, they, they usually buy the old Raspberry Pis, but you know, for us makers, it's also a way to it's or it's like a platform for us to uh, 
um, create very simple projects. Well, I'm not even going to say simple. Some people make really complicated things with these things because they are computers. They're full on computers. Um, I guess the main point of it is that it's affordable. It's like a $40 computer that you can put almost anything you want on it. Um, obviously it's not going to run at the speeds of some, you know, $2,000 mega computer or anything like that. Um, but there's this, just a tiny computer and it's hooked up to a sensor, just like the ones you see on your faucet. Um, and just like the faucet turns on and off when you stick your hands into the, in front of that sensor, uh, the monkey goes up and down with it. So it's really just piggybacking off of the existing sensor. Um, it's not complicated. Um, I just think that it's not really been done before. So it makes it appear complicated, but it's not. Again, when you uh, put your hands to an automated faucet, you turning on the water on and off when you, you know, insert and exit of your hands, uh, that exact application is the monkey going up and down, nothing added. <laughs> um, and then, you know, that computer just like you put an HDMI cable into the TV in your, in your home, uh, you could do the same thing to these little Raspberry Pis. It's just an HDMI cable that goes to the TV, and then it shows the monkey. Um, and, you know, that part of it is programming. You know, uh, when you make a video game, you, 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 need, the, you need to some know-how in programming. That way, uh, you know, you can talk with these devices like the sensor and uh, then display what is uh, shown on the screen like the monkey. So what kind of sensors are you typically using? Is it infrared? I, I would say mostly just infrared. I've, I think in the beginning I experimented with a more motion. So, okay. I guess if I want to say the K there's specifically, there's one called a Kano sensor. I recommend it. I don't know if I can make these sort of recommendations, but there's a Kano sensor out there. It's called the Kano kit. Um, it's a kit specific, made specifically actually for kids um, to learn more about sensors. They have a Kano computer, a Kano keyboard, a Kano sensor, um, all these cool Kano stuff that, uh, that uh, you know, do all these cool things for kids and, you know, teach them how to work uh, yeah, on programming. I have a couple of those at home. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple of kids at home. They used to have like even summer camps for kids and it's pretty neat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. yeah. I wasn't sure how to explain it, but I'm glad you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. So these really kind of cheap, low end, but also very well done. I mean, gosh, you, you pay for these things. They're like maybe a hundred dollars at most for the kid. But the kids, they learn. They're, they're learning programming at, you know, gosh, seven years old or something. I, I, I don't know how Super young cool. they start nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a kid of my own. Let me just say that. So if I'm saying <laughs> the numbers wrong, let me just. Uh, oh, you're, you're doing great. I love hearing the different tools you're using. And also for our listeners, as always, we'll put a link to, you know, the stuff that Matt's mentioning in the podcast oh, so yeah. that you can find that. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with uh, the Raspberry Pi. Um, actually, I've done more with Arduino than Raspberry, but um, I did get for Pi Day, they had a uh, free Pi Zero uh, wireless board 
at Micro Center uh, nearby here. So I picked one of those up and I was actually looking at the can of kits because I have just a, a regular board. I don't have anything else to go with it. Um, and since everything I have is Arduino, it's, it's a different platform. So I was looking at the can of kits. So I am familiar with those and, uh, it is amazing, uh, how small some of this stuff has gotten and how powerful it still is. You're right. Yeah. Um, I, the zero is the smallest, um, I believe, I think it's a, you know, maybe put two thumbs together and that's mm -hmm. about how small this, this Raspberry Pi zero is. Um, and then you've got the, you know, Raspberry Pi four right now is the is the newest one and uh i mean it's beastly for a little thing i mean again maybe the size of your whole hand uh maybe maybe the palm side of it um these things are so small and they're they're so great for anyone with curious i mean just curiosity that's all you really need to go in because you know they're very well documented online i'm sure everyone here is a googler where would we be without google you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, asking uh, jeeves no. yes. <laughs> oh my goodness yes so old wow oh gosh um, yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe I used to ask Jeeves too. That's so funny. Flashback, okay. <laughs> uh, why that came back in my head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're all, we're all, uh, you know, we're all wearing multiple hats, um, especially when you first start out. So finding instructions is probably, you know, one of the most important things because, you know, there are some things that we want to do out there that, you know, you can't just, you, you know, you're not born with the knowledge, right? You're, you're just not born with it. That doesn't mean you're stupid or, you know, anything like that. It just means, it just means that you have to put a little bit of effort into it. You need to go out there and, you know, if you can't think of anywhere else to start, if you don't have an instructor, start with Google, start with, you know, look at the back of the box that you, you know, you bought a Raspberry Pi. I guarantee you it came with a booklet and it says, <laughs> visit this for instructables. Just go for it. <laughs> I love that answer. It's so true. <laughs> We're yeah. so spoiled by having all the answers at our fingertips. Yeah. And what movie year it was, all debates are instantly solvable. There's no. <laughs> mm. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's a great point, especially when you mentioned the faucets. We look at a faucet, we're like, I don't know how to do that. But then, you know, once you change it once, uh, you can you figure it out. That it's not it's not easy. So I like, I mean, it's not difficult. So I do like that. Um, you know what you're saying about is just you know it's Google, it's Ask Steve's, it's yeah. you know just looking at how has it been done in the past, and you can you can pretty much learn most of these types of things these days. Exactly. And what what is going to happen at the end of the day? Right. You know, it's it's not the end. Of, it's not the end of the world. You know, if you if you don't do it that well, the first time, you know, the second time, I guarantee you, you're going to learn something. Even if it's not what you expected, you're going to learn something. Um, and then you're going to take, you know, a two week break, a, a one year break, who cares, whatever the time break is. And then you're going to go back to it. And you're gonna, and you're just gonna do it better the second time. I guarantee it. Um, with time, with patience, it, it, it's it's all something you can manage. I promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest failure as a maker? Because I always find that's fascinating, and we do learn from the big wins. I find. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh, biggest failure. 
again, failures are just, they're just lessons in disguise. Um, there's nothing wrong with failing. Uh, what's a failure? Oh man, I guess it's trying to come out too soon. Um, and I don't know if that's considered a failure. Jeez, man, what a great question. I realized that I'm so much better now than I was 10 years ago or five years ago or seven years ago. I don't know the exact number of when I first started. Um, I see a lot of things that I did mess up with. Um, but, you know, again, it's not the end of the world. Um, man, a big failure. Uh, choosing your teammates wisely is always something that's that's something. I mean, I remember when we first started again, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy. So I'm just going to say it, you know, we had a couple teammates that, that, you know, they weren't, they weren't pulling their weight and, you know, you really have to, you really have to be that person either as a leader or just as a member really, you know, to, to, to say when someone's not, you know, doing what they're supposed to sometimes, gosh, I don't know how to say this in a, in a, in a better way, but you know, it's just, it's just when you're passionate about something and you want to get something done, it doesn't get done itself. You have to put in some legwork sometimes. Um, and, uh, and, and, and having the right environment just helps you reach that goal either quicker or with better quality. Sometimes quality is better than quantity sometimes. So, um, well, I want to ask you about, you mentioned the design school that you went to, and then I know you mentioned very fondly the professor that you worked with, and it seems to me there's a lot of, a lot there um, from that school. What was your experience in, in, with the school, and why did you choose it, and, and did it work out the way you wanted it to work out? Gosh, okay, so my senior year of high school, realized I really hated everything I was uh, everything I was being taught the whole system but you know I mean it's not that it was bad in any way I just realized I didn't find anything that I liked to do and then my mm -hmm. senior year I took an art uh, 3d art class you know because because normally you take your math you take your social studies um, uh, you know maybe a different language um, so just trying to figure out what you like it was kind of challenging for me. I know what I didn't like, and I didn't like homework. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hated homework. And, uh, you know, I grew up with my, uh, you know, my mom would always say, uh, schoolwork is for school. Playtime is, or home time is for play, you know? So she had, <laughs> she had my back, you know? So, so, you know, I had that type of, type of mom that, um, you know, she wanted me to come home and she wanted me to have fun. Um, and uh, so maybe I took that uh, with me as well when, <laughs> when I didn't, didn't like doing the homework. Um, so, so, yeah, I took this 3D class uh, my senior year of high school. And, oh, my goodness, it's a whole nother world out there, guys. You don't have to always – well, I guess it's different now. They're, you know, they probably have all their own private computers now when they're in class. Um, but back then, you know, we didn't have our private computers. There was a computer lab. Um, and then if you took a programming class, which I didn't even know they existed, I wasn't that smart back then. And guys, I was what, 16 and 17. These kids are getting it at age six and seven. I didn't even, I, I didn't have a smartphone. I was learning how to use a smartphone in college. Uh, okay. So let's not, let's not go into this discussion. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm sitting there my senior year and, uh, 
you know, I take my first 3D modeling class and I'm at this computer and I'm just having so much fun. And, you know, so instead of going to the traditional community college or, um, you know, just trying to figure out what to do two years into college, um, I was, I just do a Hail Mary. I went to this art school, um, art and design school. Um, yeah, I do get it all the time, guys. Oh, you didn't go to a real college. <laughs> you, you just do an art. I bet your tests were just paint put pictures. <laughs> Why Which... wouldn't it be a real college? Of course it is. I'm actually fascinated by this school. There's another one. Get the name RISD. of it. RISD, maybe? Rhode Island School of Design. Yeah, That's Christy. another big one. College of the Atlantic, I think, is another one. A friend of mine graduated from there. Yeah, they, this, they fascinate me because the sub subjects are no longer uh, uh, siloed the way we think they should be siloed. It should all be, you know, integrated. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's more of where we should be heading. So, I do. I do <laughs> no, and I get what you're saying, Matt, because I have the BFA, you know, and that fine yeah. art degree. Definitely some people are like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I still took the same classes to get the, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and the flip side, sometimes it's not wrong of them to think that, you know, so I don't want to bash on them either because, you know, I'm, uh, you know, with somebody that's taken an engineer degree and she makes it, oh my gosh, she, she's studying all day and night, you know, she's, she's up until 4am reading this book um, that looks like, you know, thicker than, Oh gosh, I don't know, like three Bibles <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, you know, she's, 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 you know, it's, it's just, it's just a different type of work. And um, I do like that the art schools, I guess they focus a lot more on, on uh, exactly what you want to be. I guess, I guess it's like, you know, you the first two years of community college is, is kind of all around, right? You're still taking maths, you're still taking literatures, you're still learning all these different subjects. And I, I guess you can also get that with art school, but if you know what you want, it's almost like you can really hone in on it. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think, I, I don't think there's anything, I, I don't think there's anything bad about the way that they approach it. Um, and like you were saying, Valerie, I think, I think there is a better way or not, not better necessarily, but I guess there is a different way that could be better. Um, and it is really focusing in on what you want, almost like trade schools. Has anyone here gone to a trade school before? I, I always, I hear people saying they're gonna in high school and then I never hear back from them. Probably because they're working but really hard and they've, they've been fully employed because that stuff is <laughs> going, uh, you know, everything you think, well, I don't want to be a plumber. Well, plumbers are in high demand right now. So if you, if you went to a Always. trade school, you got to install this sink that this guy invented. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, I think... You know, looking back at my own education, I you know we would always hear, well, we want you to be well-rounded, we want you to have all these different subjects, but it it wasn't approached the way things are today, where they are integrating more, and we've talked about that before on on uh, past podcasts about uh, the interdisciplinary nature of some of these makers that you know they learn programming, they learn physics, they learn you know mechanics, they learn whatever they need to learn to make whatever it is they're making. And I think that's uh, that's something that we want to foster in in our young people too. And my wife's a teacher, and I think she would back me up on that. She's uh, 
really interested in exposing people to lots of ideas and finding out what their passion is and letting them follow that in how they learn. Yeah, I totally agree. You bring up some great points because I remember there were specific times where, you know, maybe in the early years they had a set, um, they had a set, uh, I guess, set of, you know, homeworks and assignments that you had to do throughout uh, the quarter. But, you know, like I said, in senior year, it's like they gave you free reign because, you know, they, they put a little trust in you to decide what you want to do. And when you have the passion to make something, you know, instead of saying, instead of saying, oh, well, create this map of the moon, you know, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh my God, the moon, I hate the moon. I'm a sun guy. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, yes. And, and so you're sitting there for 10 weeks or more. Uh, my, my quarter, I was on the quarter system, so we had 10 weeks. Um, anyway, so, you know, you're sitting there for 10 weeks and you're working on this moon project and you're just, there's no passion. Um, you know, there's no fight. There's no energy. Um, you're putting in half effort. Um, when you're at home, you're thinking about your cereal. You're not thinking about the homework. You know? <laughs> but I, I'm just trying to say um, that, you know, when you actually are passionate about something, um, whether you are an adult or whether you're a kid, man, I get I guess when you're a kid, it's probably even better um, to to sit there with something that you really enjoy. And that when you're at your cereal, you know, you're eating your cereal, I guess now this is really appropriate for kids. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, uh, You know, the college budget, you eat what cereal, spaghetti, ramen, that's about all. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So you're sitting there and you're not thinking about your, you're thinking about that project that you're really passionate about um, on your free time. Um, And I think that makes it so much more valuable definitely um, it does. invaluable it does. one might say it does and, and I think it's the kinds of people that come to the Philly Maker Fair I, all of you have this very similar trait of it's just about the process it's about doing what we love to do and we do it and you know whatever comes out of it comes out of it it's what we're seeing so and it's definitely in line with the other type of education which is less traditional and more like your interdisciplinary and integrated so it's we definitely see the outcome of it when you come to places like philly maker fair and things like that yeah the philly maker fair is great man they just they're just like hey here's your little square here's your, you know <laughs> you can put whatever you want here as long as it doesn't endanger anyone and <laughs> sign that <Yeah>. waiver <laughs> yeah exactly um man i mean y'all do a good job though i think there was one question on there that was like what kind of watts am i gonna need and i'm thinking man I want the best watts. That's what I, <laughs> I don't know how many. I just want the best ones. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I th- that was probably the most difficult one. But it's you know, I, they you guys are working with us so well. It's 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 beyond expectations. You guys inspire us. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. They inspire me. I mean, I was, okay. I was ready for one question. So I'm just going to pretend you asked it and I'm going to answer it now. Just about to ask it. What makers inspire you? Ah, yay. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is what I was prepared for. I rehearsed. Mm, Let me put my voice on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, so like I said before, I went to my first Maker Fair in Atlanta. 
um, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, when I was nervous to get into the Philly one, I was like, I've been here to one before, please let me in. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I went to the one in Atlanta. Um, and uh, gosh, I think when you go to your first Maker Faire, you don't know what you're really getting into. <laughs> and it's in a good way. It's, it's in a good way. You, you know, you go there and you, you know, you think you're going to have fun by yourself, but you're going to get so much more guys. Come on in. Everyone's ready for you. Um, you're going to have interactive stuff. You're going to have just stuff to see. You're going to have stuff that you've never seen before. Um, so my experience was, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm setting up my booth. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about me, 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 you know, that's what some, sometimes that's just what happens. Um, and then, man, I got pulled into this guy, you know, he's just, he's just, I, I think I, I think I do a double take at him, to be honest, because it was just him playing the guitar. That's all I was doing. He was playing the guitar. So as I walk by, you know, I, I look at him. I'm like, oh, it's just a dude playing a guitar. And then I turn around and I double take and I see him and he's not playing any guitar, guys. He is playing a guitar made from tin can recollected oil tin cans. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are I'm talking about he's got. He's, I mean, you know, these tin cans, what they're maybe 12, maybe 12 inch tin cans. Um, each one of them is decorated with like, I don't know, a bunch of different oil companies. They're, they're like fantastically decorated. Um, he didn't do them. He just picked them out of the trash. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, he put a hole in them, uh, I guess, in, in two ends where, you know, you got a strum and then where the stick. Gosh, okay. Oh man, these guitar enthusiasts are gonna hate me right now. You know the 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 head, the the long, the, the neck, the trunk, the neck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, the neck. So he's got like a hole for the neck in there. He's got a hole where you strum, and I mean, it just sounded good. I think he also had it plugged into an amp as well. And I got closer and closer and closer until he said, back off, you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it was just so fascinating. And this is trash to some people. This mm -hmm. is trash to some people trash. And to this guy, it was a gold mine. He was selling these things for like $7.99, guys. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know the exact price. I'm just saying. I'm just saying there's value in everything. There's value in things that you think is not. It, it's it's just a matter of perspective. And this guy's perspective was awesome. Is it a Bohemian Guitars? Could be. It's been I a while. It's, it's been I'm going to, I'll send you this link and make sure just so we can get his uh, website out there too. So other people can see the coolness. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Good. I wish I would have been more prepared now, but yeah, I'm glad you're on the ball. You're good. Yeah, that's the same uh, one. Who's my friend? Google. That's the same one I Google. We're both Googling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely shout him out because he really, he really pulled me into the Maker Fair spirit. Um, you know, the recent one at Philly Maker Fair, I guess I'll talk about as well, was, um, you know, it was, I think it was more about the disability and the challenges that people have, um, that people have you know, interacting with things that everyone, you know, with two hands, two feet and, you know, 10 toes, you know, we don't, we take it for granted, but you know, there, there are a lot of people out there that need a little bit extra. Um, and it's, and it's really cool to see these things in action and people taking the time to make these things. So I believe it was, it was like a mouse pad, um, that you used, I think with your feet, yep. um, that you could, 
you know, interact with computers just like you would a normal mouse with your, mouse with your hands. Um, and he was, you know, right next to me. And maybe I was at his booth more than mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he was a good guy. He was very nice. Um, and, you know, he's doing something that that benefits it's just something that is just really nice to see. It's, it's, I know a lot of these things, you know, you're making money off of them, but I think there's even more to it than that. And I think he nailed it, especially with that one. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to bring it back to me and go back to me, me, me. Hopefully I'm nailing it too. Hopefully I'm also helping. Um, yeah. Um, and I hope, you know, that there, there's just a lot, but you know, there's also other just cool things that, you know, that, that doesn't fit in that, that are also still cool. I think one of them is the, the chocolate, the cocoa express. I think I listened to him, um, <laughs> Press, yeah. you know, he's helping everyone's emotions, you know, he's, he's sitting there making a, you know, a, maybe I want a, 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 a dog, a, like a chocolate thing, the shape of my dog at home. And, you know, that's just cool too. I mean, so I, I definitely don't <laughs> want to design your own. STL file to send him probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So creativity knows no bounds, guys. The creativity is is something that you can pull from anywhere. The guy pulling it from the tin cans, oil tin cans from the trash. Um, and then you got the cocoa press, and then you've got, you know, the challenge with disability. Guys, there's just so much that you can do, especially I think one of the biggest motivators is problem solving. Um, so, so whenever you run into a problem, don't, you know, maybe sometimes don't just say, okay, I'm done here. Maybe just take, you know, go take a hot shower, you know, where the thoughts are, you know, where the thoughts are streaming and just think about that problem where you're like, man, I, I couldn't do this. And I, and I really want to. So, if there's nothing out there, maybe I can come up with it myself. Um, nice. Yeah. So was there a foot with the hygiene monkey itself? Uh, what would you say would, was the most challenging part Ooh. of making it for you? Um, man, I guess the, well, the idea came pretty easy. Um, the most challenging I guess it's realize. I don't want it's realizing expectations or realizing goals. I guess that's not a really challenging thing. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess it, it's it's challenging because when you start so young, you really just you really are just diving in head first because not all of us are are going to inherit you know the Bill Gates fund. We're not all going to inherit, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. Um, and it, it definitely means it's not going to be as easy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I definitely, I, I definitely want to say, yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's where the challenging bit comes in. Um, um, sometimes you do just have to go in head first, um, not knowing what you're getting yourself into. Um, and again, it, whether you fail or you don't fail, you're going to learn something. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just, Make sure you're happy and healthy. That's probably the the two that I I would recommend. You know, if you're if you're doing it and you're happy, um, and you're also healthy, you know, you, you don't want to s- take too many six a.m. all nighters or you know things like that. You don't want to skip meals. Um, so any aspiring you know, creators out there, that's probably what I recommend: is be happy <laughs> and stay healthy. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Nice. And just a little, you know, for people listening and for us, uh, Vectis is the company you're thinking of. And uh, Derek Yerger is the maker who does the disability access, um, nice. the foot, pull, foot pedal. Nice young man. Yeah. Everybody's young to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't say You're true. good. <laughs> Did you think that you were going to be a maker when you grew up? Or was there something else that you were really interested in um good question i guess uh i guess i don't really have much memory of of what i really wanted to be um again i wasn't very sure for the longest time and then i you know i did that little artistic class and i and i really liked that freedom that it gave me um i always knew that i liked solving problems um now I just, guess I just do it digitally because you know we're in this di- digital age. I, I you know I work as a uh, a designer, um, so I'm you know creating all sorts of prototypes that are literally just solving problems, figuring out which what people like more. Um, so, man, I wish I could say I want to be a superhero or something, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I really, I guess I just don't. I, I don't have. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I think I'm happy with where I where I'm at. So it seems reasonable place Fair to be. <laughs> happy yeah. is good. Yeah. So, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Oh God, I think I'd be an <laughs> elephant, guys. I think I'd be an elephant. Um, it's been something that I've. I probably had this conversation randomly throughout my life, and it's always been an elephant. It has never changed. Maybe okay. because. Um, they remember things for, apparently for so long. Um, me, on the other hand, if I don't write it down, it's gone one ear out the other. Uh, <laughs> uh, so maybe that's one factor Two, They're slow going, man. They got a good pace. You know, they're just like, <laughs> they're, just, they're just, you know, they're chugging along, you know, N- nothing <laughs> bothers them. It seems, you know, nothing's out of reach. <laughs> Is there anything you have not mentioned that? brings you joy um man what can i say uh we're talking about animals so yeah i mean i love dogs um i love swimming uh just personal stuff like that um i'm an outdoorsy type guy so i like to you know do anything that gets me out and moving especially I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but the age is kicking in, man. I can't, I can't run half as much as I used to. Uh, everybody here in Philly wants to play. Um, uh, what's that frisbee game called? Um, disc golf? No, not disc oh. golf. It's where you're on a full field. Ultimate you're... frisbee. Is it ultimate yeah. frisbee? Yeah, where I think it's it is. more like two sports, like frisbee soccer, sort of. Yeah, I can't Bowls believe. And teams. My friend is going to kill me when, if she hears this and I can't even, uh, but and it, okay. So I guess it is ultimate Frisbee. Gosh, she's going to kill me. Uh, she's been trying to recruit me for, I don't know how long, um, but yeah, everybody wants to play that. And I, you know, it's one of those sports where you're constantly running and uh, I'd love to do it. I would, I really would, but man, you take me through one goal and I am winded. I'm out. I need to sub, take me out of the field. <laughs> How about a boring fact about yourself? A boring fact. 
Oh, man. Well, I want to be happy and healthy, and no millennial is going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever the new age is. I don't know. Um, I'm a boomer, right? Is that what we are? We're boomers? You cannot be a boomer. I'm not uh, even a boomer, and I'm the oldest in the house. So oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm Gen X. <laughs> okay. Well, all I'm saying is, is uh, man... I you you think the 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 COVID epidemic you know brought everyone to their homes uh, to stay to stay closed in and you know outside of the world you know we're trying to be safe. Well, I think I could have. Uh, I think I might have even been living like that before then. <laughs> so, so you know, I was one of those guys that I was in Atlanta, and you know, if you've ever been to Atlanta. Um, their highways they've got seven lanes on each side i'm not i'm not saying seven <laughs> lanes lanes total i'm saying seven lanes on each side and guys there is just as much traffic there as there is here and there's only two lanes on each side so maybe three sometimes i don't think i've honestly i don't think i've taken one with three lanes here in philly but uh i'm just saying that it's double the lanes but yet there's still traffic and when i was working there i just wanted to go remote immediately even before remote mm-hmm. was a thing i so, uh, you know, that's what I did. I, I started my career off, uh, you know, in an office for two years. And I was like, get me out of here. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in traffic for two hours of my, you know, two to four hours of my day. And when there's an accident, you're there longer. Um, yeah. So, so I went remote even before. So I guess my most boring fact is uh, if you feel like you've been bored during the pandemic, uh, that's, that's how I like to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> and and it sounds like you were also conscious about your cleanliness and cleaning your hands and things like that as well before. Yeah, before yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say a bit. Um, I don't think that brought on the idea, but I definitely was. I definitely okay. am a little bit more health conscious than my friends, especially the ones that eat things off the floor. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no five second rule in your place no no it's 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 you have to catch it you have uh, if you can catch it <laughs> then you can eat it what if uh, it so bounces what if it bounces can, if, it, <laughs> if it bounces and you can kick it back up bravo you can eat okay. it buddy. <laughs> uh. Well, I guess my last question was if there's a game show that you'd like to be a contestant on and why. Oh, Lordy. Uh, game show. Man, it's got to be one of those Japanese ones. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> but, what are they uh, like? Uh, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking like, um, again, I've, I don't even think I've ever really watched one, to be honest. But I just see them every once in a while on, you know, Facebook posts or things that that i mean they're just crazy you i mean you've seen like wipeout right you've seen wipeout anyone everybody have no not even wipeout it's like a it's a it's the it's um you know you're you're running along a platform and you know it's usually there's a bunch of water under you and it's like an obstacle course and you know you think you're doing good and you're happy and you know the cameras (laughs) then zooms in on you and then you know it's there's like a like a catapult thing or something that hits you on the side and you go flying (laughs) and then you know everybody laughs at you falling into the water um think that but like 50 times crazier um okay i think that's how they are um, so I would love to get on one of those just to see if I'll live. 
I can imagine. Uh, Are there any questions that you have for the Philly Maker community? Oh, questions. Anybody want to help me out? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Yeah, I would just say if you haven't heard of Hygiene Monkey, um, give it a search. If you, I mean, you've got to have heard of Philly Maker Fair by now. Um, It's such a great. (laughs) great thing especially if you're listening to this um great people great work being done um they're really it's almost like the focus of the philly maker fair again it's not just about making money it's it's about bringing anyone and everyone in um and making the city feel feel good um you know with their ideas um and in a safe environment that, you know, you can bring your kids to, you can bring your whole family to, um, and everyone has a great time. Um, so, you know, if you're hesitant about the filmmaker fair, don't be just, just go have some fun. Um, if you have again, uh, back to me, 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 here I go again. If you haven't seen uh, heart of hygiene monkey, you know, maybe check out the website. If there's something that looks like, you know, you can, you can talk to me about, just just press that contact button talk with me i'm very open and um, go ahead and like drop that website so everybody knows it like spell it out and you know we'll link it in the podcast notes too so people can find it okay cool yeah so it's high it's just hygiene monkey doc or www.hygienemonkey.com you can spell hygiene monkey two ways boom i bought both the domains you can spell <laughs> it out like hygiene and then monkey just like you would normally spell hygiene and monkey. Um, or you can spell it out like hi, like hello, um, just H-I. And then Gene, he's the name of our monkey. That's G-E-N-E. So it's hi, Gene, or, you know, like hello, Gene. But but don't spell hello. Okay, gosh, now I'm confusing everyone. Um, <laughs> so just hi, Gene, and then the word monkey. So um, spell it either way. Uh uh, and you should be able to get there. If not, go back to good old Google. Just Google it. I'm sure you're sure you'll see it. If you're if you're uh, thinking about doing something, st- don't think about it anymore, guys. I'm going to ask <laughs> you to get up, get out of your chair, and get going. All right, I'm going to get up and get going. <laughs> I'll say I'll say Matt said. <laughs> I'm getting up right now. <laughs> You know, wow. even, even, even you could even do that with all the, you know, their up desks now. So you don't even have to sit. You can get up and get going to your chair or get going to your desk and Google while standing up. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. It was and, a pleasure. Yeah. And get back to making stuff. Go get people washing their hands. Will do. Will do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Philly Maker Fair podcast. We're streaming on all platforms, so join us each week. Learn more about today's podcast at phillymakerfair.com. We're social, so keep in touch. You can find us on Twitter as PHLMake. Also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Pinterest as Philly Maker Fair, all one word. And be sure to hit the subscribe button for future podcasts. See See you next week. week.